1: Clap clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shure Parks and Kyle Newbeck.
0: Here they come. Um, All right, well, let's get get right into that. Uh, Bradley Beal. Um, There's a report, obviously, from Bill Simmons. I call it a report. It was more, I guess we could call it informed speculation, but basically saying that he thinks Bradley Beal is going to get traded. He would put the Sixers at, like, minus 200. To acquire them, uh, to acquire Bradley Beal, he views them as the heavy favorite if he is to get moved uh, to trade for him. He mentioned Tobias Harris and some draft picks to get the deal done. Uh, I'll give I'll give you my take on this first. Um, So I do think if Bradley Beal is traded, it could be to the Sixers, and because a I think that there is some logic from the Wizards just to get out from that Beal contract, and Tobias is an expiring deal. There might be other expiring deals that are available, but Tobias is a decent player on a massive contract that I think fits into almost any team and is probably good for a team that's tanking in the way that he's not going to really change the outcome of your season. I think Bradley Beal, for the Sixers, makes some sense. Joel Embiid is close with him, or at least reportedly. I don't know if they are still close, but they have been throughout their time. He wanted him prior to the Harden trade. And I think Beal, on the court, there's some positives and some negatives. One of the negatives is... He's kind of a duplicate of Maxi, only older and more expensive and probably not as good of a shooter. But the positive is I do think he is somebody that could give you like what Harding did in game one and game four. I think he's someone that has that upside of, up oh, Bradley Beal dropped 35 tonight, so they win. I think he's inconsistent as a shooter. He's probably not as good as he used to be. But as a change of scenery guy and coming to Philadelphia, I could see him improving. His shooting did bounce back a little bit last year. He was 36% after shooting in the low 30s for a few years. So the contract's an issue, but if you're going to bring back Harden, I think turning Toby into Beal is not uh, not not the worst move, and I think it gives them in some ways a, a bit of a higher ceiling if you go in with Harden, Maxi Beal, and Embiid as your top four.
1: So let me just start with the reporting side of this. I'm not going to say it won't happen because I've learned the hard way at times that you mm-hmm. can't be declarative about these things. You never know. Again, it's the same thing with the Harden contract. Somebody might wake up tomorrow. Beal submits a trade request. The Wizards' new front office already seems like they're entertaining a, a real rebuild more so than any other front office there in the last you know, 10, 15 years or so. So maybe things change. I do not think the Sixers are trading for Bradley Beale. I have a pretty strong inclination that they're not that interested in him. I would say the first big problem is the contract. Yep. And the reason you would be able to get him in a Tobias-centric deal is that in 2026-27, now he will have a player option, but I'd be shocked if he's good enough over the next few years to turn this down and right. He'll pick hope that for a up. better deal. Sure. He has a player option for 2026-27 for $57 million. And he is going to make, at minimum, $46.7 million over the next three years with a crescendo before the player option at $53.6 million in 2025-26. I think there's a decent case that's one of the worst current contracts in the league mm-hmm. when you consider that since Beal had his back-to-back 30-point seasons, he hasn't been healthy. He's played a total of 90 games over the last two years. His scoring's gone down to about 23 points a game, which is fine but when you're the guy on a bullshit team in Washington scoring 23 points a game on okay efficiency in 21 22 and good efficiency in 22 23 but again deck chair on the titanic i just i don't really see the vision for him as one of your most important guys on a title team and if you're talking about whether it's a situation where Harden is still here and they try to build a super team as the league is trying to disincentivize teams from building super teams or Harden leaves and you're looking to retool and still compete. I think in either option, it's not great because I think the defensive backcourt with him and Harden would be a level of apathy that would surpass any defensive apathy we've ever seen in basketball before. (laughs) At least in a Maxi Beal backcourt, you could say, well, Maxi will compete. He'll still be probably bad a lot of the time, but he's shown progress and he'll at least compete. Whereas I think Beal is in that Damian Lillard category where he is a destructively bad defender and a sneakily bad defender. I don't know if he's quite as bad as Trey Young, who I've said on this podcast is the single maybe the single worst defender in the entire NBA, which is different than just being a bad defender. So I don't love Beal. I didn't love Beal when he was not on a $50 million a year contract. I I think he's a good offensive player, not a great one. Somebody who has a rep as a shooter and has been basically average as as a shooter for most of his career. Does that change if you change a shot diet to more catch and shoot looks and He's playing off of Embiid versus being the guy and shooting more pull up shots and whatever, maybe. But also, if you're bringing him here, especially in a hardenless future, that means he's going to take a lot of those pull up jumpers. That he's going to be taking these shots that have led to him being kind of an inefficient chucker at times. Like, that's just who he's been. That's the kind of guy that he has been. So, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not in love with him. And, Frankly, I don't think the Sixers like him a ton, and that's part of the reason they traded for James Harden rather than going after Beal. But we'll see. Like To your point on the change of scenery, you never know what a guy will be like in a different situation, and sometimes it's just a matter of – Andrew Wiggins was a great example. You put him on Golden State, and he's more of a role player rather than being the guy or one of the guys in Minnesota. Suddenly his game makes sense and his tendency to float through games – isn't as apparent anymore. So maybe Beal has a, a bump up playing somewhere else, but that is a really risky and expensive bet to make. And my suspicion is they're not going to make it for one reason or another.
0: Yeah. I think Beal is a player where, you know, about a few months ago when this or not even a few months ago, like you know, six weeks ago, we started to think about what could they do? What were the moves. Beal is somebody that you hear the name and you go, oh, yeah, I would definitely do it for sure. But when you actually look into what he is, I think early on in his career, he, he earned that right. Whereas now he is not, the name is not there. I think an interesting point, and I'll give a, a credit to my friend, Kevin. We spent like eight hours debating this yesterday. <laughs> Beal is like the flashy move. He's the guy that can maybe get you 35 points on a random night. But if you look at the fit, and this was an interesting stat, he only shot around 12% of his shots were catch-and-shoot threes last year. So he's not somebody that's going to fit into what you want. Whereas Buddy Heald, let's use him as an example, not a big name, not the like scorer guy, 43% of his shots were were that. So if you look at a fit in terms of if they're going to go around Harden and Embiid and try to keep things relatively the same, like uh, Nick Nurse said, I think you could argue that while he's not the name and he has a way better contract, Buddy Heald is maybe a better Tobias target than, than um, uh, Bradley Beal would be. So it'll be interesting to see if they just go for the star power, if they go for just adding someone that could potentially be the guy in a game, or if they still try to build around the embiid Harden thing. So before we wrap this up, just the last question I have for you because we haven't been able to record uh, in a week or so. Outside of the Harden thing, outside of the, the Bradley Beal thing, just curious, like as you think about the Sixers, if you look at look at the reports and the tea leaves, is there anything you think we should keep our eye on, or maybe a player you think would make sense for them, or something you think has been interesting that maybe people aren't talking about, or is it still pretty much Harden if he comes back and then they just figure out what to do with Toby?
1: The one thing I would say is that the Raptors people that I know seem I don't I wouldn't say convinced is a strong word. A lot of Raptors people seem to think that Fred Van Vliet is coming to Philadelphia or that he's wow. He's looking strongly at Philadelphia. Now, I don't think the Sixers would pay him the money that he seems to want. And I think he's more of a – that's like a Houston backup plan. If Harden doesn't come there, that's the sort of team I could see giving Van Vliet tons of money. Um, but, yeah, it, it's weird. I just I – and people that I trust, reporter-wise, may, raising a lot of eyebrows at – Van Vliet's comments about Nick Nurse this offseason and obviously just declined his player options. So now he's on the open market. So I guess that's something to keep an eye on whether he would make sense or not. I think we touched on a little bit, but that might be we'll wait on a bigger discussion if he actually gets tied to the Sixers in some way. So that's one thing to keep an eye on. Otherwise, man, I just put out a piece yesterday. I hadn't realized this is going to be the first time in Sixers NBA history that they don't make a draft pick unless they wow. trade into the first or second round somehow. Even in years where they traded the pick away on draft night or something, they have had a pick to draft and trade in conjunction with some kind of trade. So this could be a first. They're they they're about to break a 73-year
0: streak of drafting. So that's... Uh, well. That's pretty impressive, honestly. Hopefully next year they break the 73-year streak of not getting out the second round. So it can be a year of, uh, <laughs> of breaking breaking. i have to check the me. math on that one. You have a new, <laughs> new definition of 73. Um, any final thoughts for you if we wrap this up? No. Uh, I did have one thing I did want to say at the end here. Um, so Rich Hoffman yesterday tweeted that he's no longer covering the Sixers. And I can speak as a Sixers fan, but also as a reporter. I know that... For fans, following a team, obviously, we love the stars and the wins and the coaches and all that stuff, but the beat writers are a big part of that, and Rich has been a really big part of the Sixers coverage for the last few years. So I just wanted to give a shout out to him. He does a phenomenal job. I'm sure he will be covering, if not the Sixers, another team very soon. Rich, you're always welcome on the pod, and uh, just wanted to say that for the fans that I know of and enjoyed his coverage. If you're listening to this pod, you've probably followed him. You've probably read his work. So just wanted to uh, to give a shout-out to him to uh, to end the pod.
1: I'm glad you brought that up because I agree with you. Rich does a, a great job. He's been a big part of you – know, a lot of the people who yeah. know me, read me, listen to me came up at the same time as Rich. Rich and I are, I'd say, very good friends on the beat. I spent a lot of time with him before games, during games, after games, talking about this stuff, see the game in a lot of the same ways. And, you know, it's – it's an unfortunate thing that happens in our industry. As you said, I'm sure he's gonna bounce right back. I've already talked to him. He's got the right attitude about it, but, you know, well, obviously thinking about our guy and uh, yeah, I'm glad, yeah. glad we were able to
0: carve out like 45 seconds of time. for, for, for Exactly, okay. and at the very end. So, you know, we had to do it for him, but Rich, if you ever want to come on and I can yell at you about Nic- uh, Nicola Simmons and all that stuff, you are, you are <laughs> more, than, more than welcome to.